Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede Podcast. I'm your publisher, Billy Embody. Some big news over the weekend on Memorial Day. It broke that SMU guard Jimmy Witt would, in fact, be transferring from the program he's headed to arkansas so we're going to dive into that on the podcast today as well uh, as talk a little bit about some of the things i picked up on the SME football front and um, just kind of uh, just do some musings on the future of SMU basketball as um, uh, jimmy witt officially out the door just really a day after announcing that he was considering his options um to return to SMU and uh, instead will be playing his ball uh, in the SEC for his final season. I'm publisher Billy Embody of PonyStampede.com. You can check us out at PonyStampede.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. Um, diving in to the Jimmy Witt news, um, this is, for me, not surprising at all that, that Witt was departing the program. Uh, he's been privately telling people uh, for roughly about a year that he was uh, going to graduate and transfer. Um, He did try his hand at going pro, which I think uh, you would expect because look, I mean, he he was headed into his final year anyway. He knew that he wanted to graduate and transfer, so he might as well play his cards and see if he could catch on uh, with the pros in terms of getting some evaluation notes and, and also really um, you know, maybe maybe being well liked enough to, to play professionally overseas somewhere wasn't going to be uh, certainly an NBA player, but um, he, he ends up uh, entering the transfer portal uh, last week, and um, then he put out on on Sunday night that he was considering uh, returning to SMU, um, and then that there were a few other options. I believe Gonzaga, Texas Tech, Texas A and M, uh, Oregon. Uh, and Arkansas had also contacted him, and um, but that he was still considering returning to SMU and checking around with with you know SMU side right after that. There was you know some confidence, but I mean, look, I mean, I I didn't buy that for one second, frankly. I mean, it, it, when you talk something into existence like Jimmy Witt had, and and the first time I had actually heard about uh, the. I would say the probability that he was going to graduate and transfer, um, it, it was last summer. And I was just talking to some people and uh, that were around the program, and you could just uh, tell that he was working really, really hard, and, and the goal was going to be to graduate and transfer and play his college ball at a high, high level. And he's going to get to do that at Arkansas. Uh, Eric Musselman takes over for... Uh, um, Mike Anderson over there, and uh, he's going to be an interesting fit because Eric Musselman doesn't really want um, the mid-range game. That's actually something that he's said since arriving uh, at Arkansas. So for Witt, that's his bread and butter. Now, how do you develop him the rest of the way uh, is probably something that uh, Coach Musselman, I guess, really sold Jimmy on and and look, I mean, maybe there is something to be said for returning somewhere uh, where you started your career to finish your career. I I don't know if that's I don't know if Arkansas is the place in its current state where that makes for a great story. Uh, they're they're certainly not in the running right now to be you know anywhere near the top of the SEC, a league that's just really really difficult. But um, Jimmy Wood's going to try to 
restore them to a little bit of uh, prominence, I guess, in his in his final season. And SMU now, uh, obviously, even more reliant on uh, Darius McNeil getting that waiver and potentially them landing a a graduate transfer uh, point guard. They're they're still at least in the running for for one, and and that is a uh, USC point guard Derek Thornton. Tim Jankovic was on the phone with with uh, Derek's camp over the weekend, so uh, that's something to still monitor. I've heard I've heard there's there's at least you know a chance he visits, and um, he's got some time to play this out. It, it appears that it could go into June, and he could take some visits. But um, Derek Thornton would be a huge land for them, a plug-and-play guy um, as a graduate transfer at the point guard position. That's the main name to uh, to monitor um, right now. Uh, and I would say that there is another one out there that they're certainly uh, in talks with, but um, it'll be interesting to see what what happens with it. Um, I, I dropped over the weekend that, that they're – that the the point guard option that uh, was looking to um, come to SMU after uh, his current uh, school and school he ended up sticking with was basically running him off. Um, that was off the table, but they do have another option out there, um, and we'll see kind of how it comes to fruition. It, it's it's something that um, right now we'll see kind of if if he stays in the pros or or not, but. Um, I'll uh, drop that on the board when I can uh, later this week. But it, it would be somebody that would add a lot of toughness. Um, that's the big thing that they're looking for in this in this point guard edition, and, and any edition is toughness, um, leadership, and, and it would certainly add that uh, to the roster if it came to fruition. But Derek Thornton is the main name to know right now. I, I do think it's sort a bit of a long shot but the one thing SMU has is it has playing time and it has opportunity to play 35 minutes a game that was the first thing they went to Jimmy Witt with uh when when he told them look I'm transferring and not only have I you know gone and looked at the pros opportunity but I but I am but I am going to graduate and transfer their pitch was trying you know play 35 minutes a game and and have the ball in your hands and and play in a place that's comfortable and we've added new pieces so um you know look it's um it's something where i i think it's a bad look to have a player like jimmy witt leave the program uh and graduate and transfer it is something that he's been set on for for a while but i just think that for him uh having transferred from arkansas to smu to play for larry brown he ends up playing for tim jankovich and um it's got it was it had to be a little tough on him but I thought he fit into Dallas well. He was a big part of the team culture, as, as many people follow him, him on Instagram and things like that. Um, but you know, I think it's just—I think it's a bad look to lose a player like Jimmy Witt, a guy who's supposed to be a leader for you um, and, a, and your starting point guard and, and an all-conference type, you know, performer. Um, you know, picking up plenty of Player of the Week honors and things like that. So um, the Jimmy Witt news not welcomed at all uh expected but not welcomed and um we'll see if they can uh grab a a point guard as a graduate transfer here uh in the near future now uh wrapping up the basketball portion of the podcast just want to give a quick shout out to uh smu legacy rj hampton he announced this morning that he was going pro um as you're listening to this 
you know, he's already announced on, on ESPN, but um, Rod Hampton, his father, uh, told 24-7 Sports ahead of time that he was going to go ahead and go pro. So he's going to New Zealand. They're working on a shoe deal. Uh, he's a five-star point guard in the 2019 class. I, I, I think this is one that, as you look back on it now and more and more players are going to start going pro and overseas before I think the one-undone rule eventually you know, is overturned to begin with. Um, it, it would have been something if Rod Hampton could have gotten on staff, but uh, appears it would have been all for naught as, as uh, he's going to go uh, pro. So uh, congrats to RJ. He's a great kid, uh, really, really good basketball player as well. So best of luck to the SMU legacy overseas. With that, we'll take a quick break on the Pony Stampede podcast, and we'll be right back after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast welcome back to the pony stampede podcast uh you can follow us wherever you listen to pony stampede podcast on itunes spotify iheart radio or uh, ponystampede.com leave us a rating and a review you can subscribe to the podcast and uh, share it with your friends as well we appreciate all you guys listening out there and uh, if you haven't already pick up a subscription uh, to ponystampede.com uh, it's really this not this weekend but next is going to be a massive sme football recruiting weekend um it's going to be, I mean, there's probably 15 kids, I think, that have a chance to end up being on campus for SMU. Um, so it's going to be obviously a big weekend. We'll want you guys to for sure be following that. So pick up a subscription. Um, I was also out at the Dallas EYBL over the weekend and uh, watched a few SMU basketball targets over there. I watched, uh, I want to start on t- the Texas Titans uh, two 
uh, true targets that I watched. And then also uh, give a shout out to former SMU forward uh, Cannon Cunningham's brother, Cade Cunningham. Uh, absolute dominant performance, five star shooting guard, um, does it all, can score on three, all three levels, athletic, plays hard, plays with energy. Um, just an absolute joy to watch, and, and somebody who's a, a top five uh, type player in the 2020 class. Um, so, Cade Cunningham. Uh, brother of uh, former SMU Ford, Cannon Cunningham. Caught up with Cannon for a brief second at EYBL. Uh, you know, things are going really well for him. He's he's uh, on the job hunt uh, at this moment, but um, he's uh, he's got uh, a lot of things going for him, um, and uh, he's going to catch on, I have, I have a feeling. Uh, another person I caught up with over the weekend was Ryan Manuel. He's uh, actually an assistant on the Texas Titans staff, so he's doing coaching now. Uh, he's doing really, really well uh, with that um, and uh, had some really good things to say about Rondell uh, Walker and um, – Mike Miles, the two SMU targets in 2020 that I watched off the Texas Titans. Ron Dale is kind of, uh, he's got, he's a little um, uh, frame limited, I would say. He's kind of got, uh, if you guys obviously remember Keith Frazier, he's kind of got the ch- the chicken legs a little bit, but uh, more of an athletic kind of build to those chicken legs, if that makes sense. Um, but super athletic overall. Um, his body is just his frame. I think is going to be interesting to watch develop um, over his, you know, not only the next year but his college career. Uh, but he is super athletic, plays hard, uh, is a true point guard for me. Um, somebody that uh, really impressed. I thought um, he can do a little bit of everything. Uh, he played really well in the first half. The first game I watched him. And then his shot just wasn't falling as well uh, in the second half. But, I mean, he's uh, a really good player. There's there's some high majors in the mix there. We'll have our story on Rondale uh, up on Pony Stampede uh, today um, as you're listening to this. And, um, anyway, Rondale was very good. Another one was Mike Miles. Uh, he's somebody that... Uh, has some toughness. Uh, has definitely added some size to him. He's on the shorter end. He's probably six foot six one. Um, but again, he, he's a thicker bodied point guard. Um, he kind of almost looks like a running back on a football team a, a little bit, but not like a bowed up one. Kind of more of like a a scat back looking running back. But um, he's he's got like I said that toughness. He gets to the rim really really well, um, especially when he puts his mind to it. I think there's sometimes that it, it just doesn't come for him as well as uh, as his mom would want. I sat next to his mom and uh, she, that was uh, her main message to him as as she yelled a, a lot. But uh, she's a sweetheart um, to to talk with and catch up with. But yeah, Mike Miles really tough. Gets to the rim, uh, like I said, when he can. Uh, plays hard. Uh, defends really well. That was one thing I was impressed with him about uh, in his game is he can defend um, fairly well. Um, and then um, going down my list uh, of guys as well, um, K.K. Robinson off of Pro Skills is somebody that I think is about to blow out blow up i heard about him uh after the live period in atlanta he had a huge showing there he did it again uh over the memorial day weekend showing in the dallas eybl um t 
TCU is starting to circle. I know SMU is too, um, and 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 he's got some you know mid major offers, but he's going to really start to blow up here shortly, um, and and he's going to be a really really good player. So uh, don't be surprised if SMU puts an offer on the table, especially after they get a chance to see him in June. They, I mean, it could have come sooner than that, but he's really impressive um, as well. And uh, so those are three players that that I really wanted to highlight for you guys. Um, look, I, th- I think if there's one, if there's one of those like stretch type players that SMU could get, um, here's a connection for you guys to know five star 2021 power for Jonathan Kaminga. Um, his cousin is John Michael Moutier. And obviously everybody remembers Emmanuel Moutier, the five star point guard that signed with SMU if SMU plays its cards right, there could be they could be at least in a position there to have a hat on the table. Um, uh, John Mike's always around SMU. He's always around the, the former SMU players that he's played with. Um, he's around the AAU scene a lot. So somebody that's obviously well connected. Um, John just moved back to Dallas, um, so that's something where um, if. If SMU plays his cards right, they could at least get a hat on the table. Who knows what happens? Um, but word is he does want to stay in Dallas uh, now that he's moved down here. So there's there's a chance you know that could happen. I think that's something that you know obviously is a huge long shot. Uh, but if there's somebody that uh, to watch, that's that you know, stretch type player. Uh, in terms of you know elite elite level that they could at least have a shot with uh, I've been told not from SMU sources for for those that are going to jump all over that but from just other sources around basketball community that it could be SMU um, so we'll see um, what happens there's a lot obviously a long way to go with that one but super dominant performance from him both times I saw him I mean I think he dropped 41 points he shot like six of eight from three when he did that um, as a power forward so really impressive physically developed um, a, a, a really nice young man to talk with but um, yeah Jonathan Kaminga right now uh, would be I think as as we enter the summer um, a whole summer away from that final summer before the 2021 class begins to really start deciding and things like that Kaminga could be one to watch so keep an eye on that um that's really kind of it in terms of guys that i really watched on the smu side of things um the next live eval periods begin in mid-june so we'll keep you up to date on that um, i do want to flip the page with some football notes uh from kind of the back half of my week uh you know on the recruiting trail uh, covering some of these guys uh cooper mcdonald i got a chance to watch him the justin northwest outside linebacker doesn't look like SMU is going to necessarily be uh, in the running as much um, as as we probably would have thought. Um, looks like he's going to go power five in all likelihood. Um, Washington, Colorado, Utah, all expected to get official visits. Um, he wants to take an, uh, an unofficial visit to SMU in, in July, and the staff is looking to set up a private one and certainly try to get them on campus as much as they can but it does seem like the the three-star outside linebacker wants to go to the power five level uh really strong looking kid good leader um all those things so i enjoyed what i saw out of him we'll see if SMU can kind of get back in the mix um you never know sometimes these power fives will bring them in on official visits and you know not like them as as much as they thought in terms of size and seeing them in person and things like that so um 
but he's certainly one to watch. Uh, another young one that I saw is Charles Esters, the 2021 defensive end out of Cedar Hill. Uh, he was outstanding. Uh, he had a really good day against an LSU offensive line commit, Cortland Ford over there. And so um, I really liked what I saw from him. Brett Dearson was out at the Cedar Hill spring game I was at evaluating him. Uh, he's somebody that doesn't have any offers yet. We just created him a profile, but that that kid looks the part and he could probably end up playing strong side defensive end uh defensive tackle depending on the college weight room that weight program that he gets into but um super impressive at 6'3 225 already going into his junior season uh the summer before his junior season for that matter so uh charles Esther is certainly a name to know going forward another one was uh 2022 2022 defensive end out of cedar hill harvey dyson Another one that just really looks the part, kind of uh, a little. Uh, he doesn't have that the size that Esters has. He has the height. He doesn't have the filled out frame yet. He's kind of more of a basketball player at this point. Uh, but he, they got him out for spring. He's playing defensive end, uh, and he's in the. He's this is how much, much talent Cedar Hill has at defensive end. I think he's a, I think he's a third string defensive end. But you can tell he's got it, and uh, they're excited about him over at cedar hill so um those are kind of a a few names i wanted to highlight on the football front off of uh my time from spring football last week um and um later this week we'll kind of talk a little bit more about uh how where things stand obviously with smu looking for that first commitment in the 2020 class uh and uh you know going into a huge recruiting weekend uh, next weekend we'll also preview a little bit of the SMU football camps over the weekend uh, later this week on the podcast but wanted to start you guys off uh, with obviously the news that uh, Jimmy Witt transferred uh, and then a big shout out to the SMU golf team they've they've been battling they're continuing to battle uh, in the final round now um, of the NCAA men's golf championship so check out our coverage on that on the pony express board uh if you haven't already but andrew hattersley has been covering that and following the smu men's golf team as they make uh, a push for an ncaa national championship uh we'll see kind of how they finish up but uh they've played really really well and obviously made it to the final day so congrats to them uh for their achievements uh with that we're going to wrap up this week's or this edition of the uh pony stampede podcast hope you guys enjoyed it like i said leave us a rating or review and subscribe please uh, and check us out at ponystampede.com a part of the 24 7 sports network thanks for listening guys and hope everyone had a great memorial day weekend and has a great week